Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 21st, and this is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus pandemic in mid-Missouri. You can catch Community Pulse Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. on KOPN, and all episodes can be found online at KOPN.org and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today on Community Pulse, our host, Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, is joined by Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon to discuss local elections. Dr. Alleman is a local family physician and host of Your Health Matters here on KOPN. They both join us by phone this morning. Welcome to you both. Good morning. Hey, good morning, and thank you so much, uh, Brianna, for being willing to uh, join us to talk about elections. Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about numbers. Worldwide, we're pushing 15 million, 14 million, 890 of cases, 614 uh, documented deaths, with um, 8 million um, 700 recovering uh, in the United States is pushing 4 million cases, 3 million 963, uh, which is an increase of, let me see, I think it's uh, 66,700 from yesterday, new cases in the United States, with 144,000 deaths and uh, 1.8 million people recovering. In um, Missouri, uh, we're still seeing an increase in daily cases through 36,496 total with uh, 943 new cases. Uh, and the, you know, the case, the counties that have leading percentage increases keeps being different every, every day. So for a while, it was um, communities with uh, meat processing plants or uh, prisons. And now it seems to be moving around the state. So Camden County had an increase of 64%. Lewis County, 31%. And Bates County, 25%. I'm learning my geography by following those things. Um, our rolling seven-day average of positive cases continues to go up every day and has since the beginning of the month for 895 cases in Missouri. In Missouri, we also have increased our positivity rate to 7.7%, and probably that's associated with a marked reduction in um, uh, uh, community-wide testing, and there may be some political agendas in the timing of those things that um, a week or so after we opened up, um, there was a large increase in community-wide testing, perhaps to try to make the argument that the cases were increasing because of testing. In Boone County, the last two days, we've had nine new cases, which is down significantly um, in a timing that would indicate that perhaps the mask ordinance is working or, or maybe something else. Um, we have a total uh, cases of 901 in Boone County with three deaths, 220 active um, cases, um, and some five to 600 people in um, quarantine. So given that that's our situation, we have an upcoming election, and I really wanted to have our county clerk come talk about what she's thinking about as we have an election around the corner in the beginning of August. So, Brianna, tell us what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, again, thanks for the opportunity. This is a really timely conversation because uh, even though the election is a few weeks out, tomorrow is the deadline for requesting an absentee or a mail-in ballot. Um, so right now, uh, if you are eligible for an absentee ballot, which under the law that passed in June uh, or that was signed in June, you are eligible 
Um, if you are not going to be here, uh, if you have um, a physical reason for not being able to go to the poll, if you're incapacitated or confined due to illness, uh, and this new reason, which is under the um, new law that passed, is if you are considered at risk for contracting or transmitting COVID-19. There are um, definitions included in that, and we have put as much information as possible and, and the Secretary of State's information as well on our website at vote.bumo.org. So if you do if you want to vote absentee, please go to that website and look into it. Uh, there's also a mail-in ballot provision, and the mail-in ballot is for everybody regardless of what the reason is. The difference between the two ends up being whether you need your ballot notarized. Absentee ballots, if you're requesting because you're at risk for COVID-19, do not need to be notarized. Mail-in ballots that you're requesting for any reason whatsoever, those do need to be notarized. So be mindful of that as well if that's a consideration for you. But whichever one you want to pick, if you are planning to vote by mail for this election, then you need to request it by 5 p.m. It's got to be in our office by 5 p.m. Postmark does not apply to this process. Gotcha. Okay, so your, the, your folks have to have it in their hands. Yes, by Wednesday. So, and we do have by an Wednesday. online. We do have an online um, ability to do that. So, if you are doing an absentee ballot, you're allowed to use our online portal. Um, you can go to our website and fill that out. That has to be filled out by 5 p.m. We'll get it as long as it's in by 5 p.m. Mail-in ballots have to be applied for by mail or in person. So it's it's obviously too late to mail it to us to make sure that it gets okay. there by 5 p.m. tomorrow so you can right. come in person. Um, or you can call us when you're outside our building, and we can come down and get it from you. You don't have to physically come into the building. We just need a staff okay. member to get it. And I've been in your office. You have things marked out really nicely. It's easy to uh, be socially distanced. Um, and still interact with your amazing staff, um, it is quick and easy. And I'm guessing, I, I, unless that's changed, it, are you, do you have long lines in the office for people to drop off their requests? No. We've had um, more people voting absentee in person than we did for the June election, but we haven't had lines. It's been um, easy to keep social distancing. We have uh, markings on the floor to keep everybody at six feet and signage to make sure people are are doing that. The building itself, um, the county commission has uh, put up signs in the building itself for wearing masks. We encourage voters to wear masks. We, as an office, wear masks uh, to make sure that uh, we're complying with everything. And then we have plexiglass barriers between our staff and any voters that come in. So when you do come in and you have to fill out the, the absentee application, then um, there is a physical divider, just like we have for the polling places for this year. Okay. So if a person applies for an absentee ballot because they're at in increased risk of COVID infection, is that something they have to document? Do they need a physician's statement? What, what is required to be able to prove that that's why you're asking for that? Um, so there's no – it's just like when you um, – give a reason for any other absentee excuse. You don't need to give any documentation. You don't need to tell us the exact reason that makes you considered at risk. You just need to choose that category 
and then um, we'll be able to send you a ballot. Okay. So are you concerned that people are going to ask for absentee ballots and not be honest about their reason? Um, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why so many clerks in Missouri, um, because we have an association, have endorsed no excuse absentee. Uh, No excuse absentee, especially if you're doing it in person and you're having people come in and vote, is just a a simpler and much more streamlined process for voters and for us as election authorities because then you're not having to uh, confuse voters by trying to you know, have them come into the office, apply, and then explain, oh, but you do need to have a reason. So, um, gotcha. The no excuse is really my preferred policy change if we can get to that point. Because it's just clearer that you can either vote on election day or you come in the clerk's office and vote on a different day. Exactly, exactly. Right. And how is no excuse absentee ballot voting different than early voting, or is there a difference? Um, so with no excuse absentee, uh, really the big difference, if you're thinking about traditional early voting like the other states that have, have instituted early voting, um, it comes down to a definitional difference of when your ballot is counted. So even when you come in person to my office and you do an absentee vote, you're taking your ballot and you're putting it in the machine. We're not tabulating those. At the end of the night, we're not, you know, seeing what the results are as we go throughout the absentee period. Those stay completely locked up until election night when we can process the absentees and count them. Early gotcha. voting in a lot of cases has, you know, like ongoing returns, like you know who's, okay. who's winning throughout gotcha. the early voting period. Um, so, so that's the main difference. Okay. So when I, if I were to come in and vote absentee, I would put it in the machine. The machine counts it, but no person, no human brain knows what's going on inside the machine until the polls close on election night. Correct. Yeah. There's the media sticks that are in it that are keeping the electronic results is not removed until election night. The ballots physically themselves are not removed until election day. Okay. So what is, what do you th- what are people getting confused about about this um, this whole change? Because I'm yeah yeah. Um, so the biggest thing that we field questions on is how the notary requirement comes into play for um, voting by mail because there is there has not in the past been a distinction between what would you would um, call a mail-in ballot versus calling an absentee ballot because we only had absentee ballots and they were either by mail or in person. So you could call it a mail ballot and you everyone would know you were talking about absentee. Now right. we do have this category called mail-in ballot and it has stipulations on it that it can't be applied for using, you, you can't scan us an application like you can if you're going to vote absentee. Um, you can't fax this one. It has to be by mail or in person. Um, gotcha. So lots of people have wanted to know, well, what what exactly is it that the notary does not apply to? And so there are only two things that the notary does not apply to. Absentee voting has to be absentee voting, and it has to be either incapacity or confinement due to illness 
or being at risk for transmitting or contracting COVID-19. Gotcha. And applications do not need to be notarized. We have been getting quite a few questions about whether the application for the ballot itself needs to be notarized. It does not. It's the ballot envelope with the ballot inside that needs to be notarized. Okay. And the ballot, so if you're doing mail-in voting, if you're doing, God, this is so confusing. Um, if you're doing absentee voting and you want to send your ballot in by mail, it does not need to be notarized. If you are using one of those two excuses. Right. Yes. Okay. If you're and but if you wanted to, um, can you also just drop it by on election day? For absentees, yes, you can. Um, okay. For mail-in, it has to be mailed back. So we have. Okay. I would encourage people. Mail it I back. I would encourage people to mail it back as soon as you get it. If you're requesting gotcha. it today or tomorrow or or really any time this week, it's a high likelihood that you know, you're going to get it, and then if you put it in the mail on the Friday before the election, the Postal Service can't guarantee that it's going to get here. Draw Either take it directly to the post office downtown because yeah. they're aware of this issue and they'll get whatever ballot gets sent directly to them. So if you need right. to, put it right there or drop it off here unless it's a mail-in ballot. Mail-in ballots, not absentee, have to be given to the post office. Phew, I can understand why county clerks are hoping that we could just do uh, uh, no excuse absentee, uh, no excuse absentee ballots, because then there's one system. Yes. So today or tomorrow is your day to apply for a mail-in ballot or an absentee um, ballot. Which, whichever one you want to pick, if you want it mailed to you, you have to ask for it by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, well, you can still do, after 5 p.m. tomorrow, You uh, up until Election Day, you can still do, you can still vote at the clerk's office in downtown yes. Columbia. Yes, okay. yeah. The in-person absentee period continues all the way through 5 p.m. on the Monday before the election. And as we were talking about earlier, we um, have not had lines to speak of. We've had a, a continuous flow of people, um, but we have not had, you know, long lines to um that people can't be spaced out for or anything. Okay. Uh, hours of operation for the clerk's office? We are open from 8 until 5 on weekdays, and then the Saturday before the election, we're open from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. so that people can uh, come in and vote absentee if they can't during the week. Okay. Um, and can you vote at the clerk's office on election day? No. So if you come no. to our office on Election Day, we do have a central poll that is downstairs in the commission chambers. So anybody can come okay. vote at that. You just can't vote in our actual office. Not in the actual office, but in the in the building that houses your office, there is a central polling place. So if you can't get to your polling place, you live out in the county and you have to be in at work early and you're not sure you can get to work, get back out to your polling place in the distal parts of the county before they're going to close on election day, you could swing by the uh, Boone County Government Center and vote there. Absolutely. Okay. So, and remind us the date of the election. So the election is on August 4th. And so it's are open the first from- Tuesday in August. We're going to be thinking it's still July. 
Yeah. And you're going to be think, writing your checks and still putting a seven on them if people write checks, whatever you write and put the date. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, when you start to realize you need to write, be writing eight instead of seven, that's when you should be reminding yourself that the very next Tuesday it's going to be time to vote. Yes, we have early elections this year. So August 4th is, is the day and polls are open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And how are you doing with recruiting uh, poll workers? Um, by and large, uh, we're feeling pretty good, although we we do need as many as possible. So if you are interested and you have not served before and you want to learn more about elections, now is the time to do that. And you can do that on our website, too. You can sign up, and it's vote.boonmo.org. We are doing our election judge training right now. So it's going on this week and next week um, to make sure that everyone has what they need and all of the knowledge that they need to uh, serve as a poll worker on August 4th. And we need um, new demographics of people to serve as election judges, which is, in, when I was young, my, we, we called them poll workers. I guess they probably still are. But so there's some, it, and previously it has been heavily represented by people who are retirement age. Mm-hmm. And those are people who, for many reasons, may be choosing not to. So how how young can you be and serve as an election judge? Uh, so you just need to be a registered voter. So once you turn 18 and you register to vote, then you can serve as a poll worker. We do have, um, for this election, we've asked our youth election participants who are 16 and 17 years old to come back and, and assist us at the polls. They can't serve as full poll workers, election judges, because they uh, are not yet 18 years old, but they can be at the polling place and assist with certain things like helping direct voters, um, cleaning polling places, and and answering questions and things like that. So there's a lot of work to be done. Um, And this is, you get paid a little bit of money to do this work. Yes, yes, it is a paid task. You get a, a minimum of $165 for the day, and then we our training is also paid. Okay. And then how about the uh, youth folks? Are they getting paid, or is that a volunteer position? They are paid as well. Okay. Um, so, and it's just, I have uh, done this. It's um, I'm feeling like my uh, role in service to the community this year is to stay in my office and take care of people who might be sick. Um, in, previous, in former elections, I felt like uh, everything would be fine if I took a day off the, day off the office. It's been, uh, the, the training is pleasant and lovely. It is complete and informative. Uh, you get a lot of support from the county clerk's office. You get to call yourself a judge for the day. So every time you walk down the hall, you can say in your head, here comes the judge. You get a little payment. It is a long day because uh, the polls open at 7, 6.30. What time do the polls open? 6, 6 a.m. Yeah, 6 so a.m., which means we, you've got to be there. We ask our poll workers to be there very early. Yeah, so you get to watch the sun not, the sun not quite rising. You get to see pre-dawn. Um, and then it's, you know, you're there until the polls close at 7. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah, and then you do the... Um, you don't actually count the votes, but you pull out the, you process the, the um, ballots and the um, electronic counting sticks 
and then you take those down, the uh, supervisors take those down to the county clerk's office. It's a really fascinating inside look at elections. And if you're wanting to up your citizenship game, this is a way to do it. That was a great pitch. I might, <laughs> I might have you do advertisements <laughs> for us. No, it is. Be happy to. I'm glad, I'm glad that you enjoyed doing it. We have a lot of people that um, serve for lots of years because they just enjoy it. I mean, it is a long day and you feel really worn out after, but um, it is okay, very so interesting. Here's the other thing is you get, you get to see, first of all, you get to work alongside. So election judges have to be represented. There has to be a representative of different parties. So you get to work alongside and see that you actually can cooperate with people who, if you actually had a political discussion, you might find that really um, contentious, but there you are doing the work of democracy. So it gave me, it, it really helped my, my nervous system that somehow had been conditioned through Facebook to believe that everybody disagrees. So there you are, you're working together and laughing and getting things done. Um, So there was that as well. And then also seeing the people who come out to vote. Some people um, are overcoming incredible obstacles to vote. It's obvious just by the what it takes them to get in the door. And that restored my faith in my community. So I'll just have to say it's a great thing to do for the day. And if I didn't need to do this thing, I enjoy more than that, which is – uh, taking care of people who need medical care, I'd be signing up to do it again. So I hope that other people listening will take that and say, "Oh, I'm going to take Elizabeth's place this time." So, and if you if you're busy in August, we'll still need you in November. So, right. And so, talk just a minute about how what you're doing, the things you're doing to keep voters and uh, election judges safe during the time when we're going to all come together in the building to vote. Right. So. Um, if you had a chance to vote in person in June, you would have seen that we have um, plexiglass shields, basically, in between uh, each voter and election judge. So if you went to a poll, you would have um, had that experience in June. You'll have that experience again in August. And in November, we'll be using them for uh, all all the elections for 2020. And... Uh, we also have social distancing strips that we keep on the floor so that people can stay six feet apart. Um, judges are provided with masks, although we encourage you to bring your own because it's going to be more comfortable than the ones that, that we have inevitably. Right. Um, and uh, we also have face masks that were very generously provided by the Columbia STEM Alliance. So... Um, Judges have multiple ways to to make sure that their faces are covered and protected. And then we also have a bunch of hand sanitizer, um, which is, again, summons from the Secretary of State's office, but we've also worked with Dogmaster Distillery and, and purchased through them. So it's great how much of the community has been coming together to make sure that we do have safe polling places. Uh, now, are voters required to wear a mask when they come in to vote? Um, so we are encouraging voters to, especially uh, the polling places that are within the, the city of Columbia lines because uh-huh. the mask ordinance is, is in effect. And so uh, we do encourage voters to wear masks. And we'll have signs that encourage voters to wear masks as well. 
um, if you are in one of the categories, just like how the ordinance has, um, if you if you have a reason that you can't be wearing one, uh, we're not going to force you to wear one to exercise your right to vote, but we are going to encourage you to. And if you if you do have an issue and you would prefer you know to curbside vote, we do have curbside voting capabilities as well. That's always been a part of uh, the process. So if you'd rather stay in your car or um, you know, come up and let the election judges know that you'd like to be curbside voted and go, and go back to your car, then that is always an option, too. Okay, so at your actual polling place, you can do curbside voting by stepping in and telling people that's what you need. Correct, yeah. Or if okay. you have somebody else come with you in the car, they can they can come up. It requires a bipartisan election judge team to come out and bring that out, so it may take a little bit longer depending on how many other people are voting in the polling place at the time, but that is an option. Okay. Is there anything that I haven't asked, Brianna, that you think that people ought to know if they're thinking about this um, August 4th election? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to try to educate as much as possible and get the word out that, uh, these deadlines are coming up, and if you do, if you have all been thinking about voting by mail, make sure to get the application in. Go to our website for more information. It's vote.bumo.org. So to, tomorrow at five o'clock is the is the deadline to make sure that the county clerk's office has in their hands, not postmarked, but in their hands or through electronics, your application for mail-in voting or uh, absentee voting by mail. Mm-hmm. If you would like to absentee vote, you can present yourself to the county clerk's office with appropriate ID during business hours Monday through Friday and Saturday morning before the election to vote absentee in person. And then you can vote on election day between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday, August the 4th. That's correct. Did I say all that right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Great. All right. Well, thank you, Brianna, for coming on, and thanks to listeners for tuning in because um, it's really important for us to even, well, especially during this time of global pandemic, for us to be able to exercise our right to vote and our opportunity to give our elected officials feedback about how we'd like for things to go. Yes, thank you for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and let's see, tomorrow Jenny Chadwick will have a guest on to talk about um, Karis Church's um, uh, uh, efforts to make sure that Columbia Public School students have uh, masks uh, sewn lovingly and provided for them as they return to school. And then on Thursday we'll be talking about the farmer's market in Columbia. Awesome. Thank you both for that great conversation. I sure learned a lot and took notes while I was sitting here. Um, Anything else you want to leave our listeners with today? Uh, Wash your hands, wear your mask, generate a cheerful confidence in your ability to uh, fight off an infection and uh, take your vitamin D and get out in the sun. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. That's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. Thank you so much to our guest today, Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon. A reminder, the deadline to apply for a mail-in or absentee voting is 5 p.m. tomorrow, Wednesday, July 22nd. You can apply online at vote.
vote.boonmo.org in person at the Boone County Government uh, Boone County Government Center, 801 East Walnut Street, room 236, or by emailing the completed application form to absentee at booncountymo.org. We will provide all of this information with links on the KOPN Facebook page, so don't worry if you didn't get it all during this segment. As always, we want to know what questions, comments, and insights you have related to coronavirus. Leave a message for us at 573-874-1139, email gm at kopn.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Up next, we have an abridged version of background briefing. background briefing. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to KOPN 89.5 FM, your volunteer-run, listener-supported community radio station serving mid-Missouri. Have a great day.